Welcome to episode 46 of Inside Jogging Podcast. Big week coming at you as we go through the results in, in Manchester, where there's been plenty of quick times today. If you didn't watch our live stream earlier on this morning, then you missed out two hours of cracking content from me, Josh and Matt there. In a week that saw us celebrate April Fool's Day on Friday, I'm joined tonight by our very own well-loved fool in Josh Lunn. How's life treating you over there and wherever you are tonight, mate? Yeah, not bad. I'm in Cardiff still. Can you minute. tell what I had uh, planned my intro this week? Yeah, that was a bit poor. But you did manage to get us another big week. So we've had 42 big weeks in a row. So that's good. It's always a big week here, mate. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I feel a little bit hyper this evening. I don't know why. He's excited after his five hour gym session. Um, <laughs> let's head over to our, our other main man, Matt Clows. Clues. Did a bit of Googling on his name this week. Turns out he is. Cluzy. Um, how's life, mate? You're looking looking a bit worn out today. Mate, I've just smashed four pistachio lint Lindor balls. Um, and I feel a bit ashamed of myself. <laughs> uh, I'm all good. Just the little balls, though. No, the big ones, mate. Plus, I had half a, half a lint bunny in the car. And then I had some other Rita or Rita stuff. But I'm all good, all chocolate up, chocolate, chocolated up. Um, yeah, a lot of running chat today. Where you been in the car then? Been Shrewsbury today. Oh, very nice. Been to Gay Meadow. Excuse me. Just seeing if you've been to the football ground. No. It's called no, mate. It's, actually, it's called the new Gay Meadow now. I think actually. A bit of shopping, went to uh, a little antique shop, got a few bits of house. You know it is. Lovely. Right, which one of us boys has done some training this week? Josh, he seems super keen to go. Yeah. We're not going to have any... too keen. We're not going to have any sort of interventions this week, are we? Matt was... When I asked Matt about my run this morning, he didn't seem very happy out here, but I thought I'd done quite well. I'm fed up of coming on this show and having to give you a grilling. I want to sit back this week and enjoy some nice running chat between us. Right. Here we go. Start. Monday morning. Ah, so I was in London Monday morning. Ran around Canary Wharf. Did 10K in seven... Oh, this is a bit of a... So I did 6.4 miles in 7.13s. My Strava's still in miles and I can't convert it quick enough. So you'll have to... Can you go back miles. to miles, please? Because I can't be asked to keep doing this for you. Yeah, fine. Okay. Fine, do um, it. <laughs> so that was, Monday, that was Monday morning, 6.4. Then in the evening, I had a massage with um, Gareth Warburton. So I just jogged there. And we recorded the show, actually, so I was a little bit late. So I had to put my foot down a little bit. So I did two, just over two miles there, 6.38. Actually, that massage. was deliberate. No, it wasn't. I was, I was genuinely late. Um, and then jogged back. Just over two miles, seven oh eight. Then Tuesday, uh, Tuesday evening. So I didn't double because I was sort of still building my mileage up. Really, uh, just did uh, it. Had been four. Okay, so just under three mile warm up. 
And then the session was 10 by two minutes of 60 seconds sort of walk jog. And I made sure I sort of tried to, after each of the reps, I was basically walking for a little bit and then starting to jog just to make sure it was. Like, I know like the week before it's turned into some steady. So that's bullshit. You honestly, you lock, right? I'm going to throw it out there. I run quicker two minute reps than you, 100%, right? How have you got over five miles with walking your recoveries? No, not walking all of them. I'd start walking and then I'd jog. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, his, his, my, his splits are like nine minute, 10 minute. One of them's a 12 minute mile. What's the distance on that for the, for the little recoveries? Like 0.09, 0.1. Oh, he is walking him. Fuck, he must be running quicker than me than on the reps. I need to sort myself out. He's not. He's, he's not running quicker than you on the reps. He's obviously just done more than you, mate. He's a more committed athlete. I couldn't. I couldn't. No, because we did the same. And my first rep was 4.35 pace. Yeah, most of his reps are sort of four. I mean, 4. he pretty much averages 4.45-ish. That, that was... Um, I actually did that in streak flies. And I'll tell you what, I think they're, they're not a bad show on the track, but not feeling them on the road. Can we can we also just discuss this loop you do in Cardiff? So I've had a few people message me about this. So your first mile on this loop, you start on this straight road. And it's about yeah. it's about a 40, 45 foot drop. Now, when mm-hmm. I did this during lockdown on like a 35 foot drop for my first mile, I got horrendous abuse for running a downhill course. Hmm. Yeah, but I'm not. Um, I'm not doing like a time trial. So we yeah, just but... basically we park at the. There's like a, a velodrome. I, I wouldn't call it a velodrome. That like, makes it sound way better than it is. Um, it's a concrete cycle track, and it's free parking. So we park there, then run into Butte. You have to pay to have Butte. Fair. And that's the only real reason. You you sported a nice outfit. I'm a fan thank of that you, one. Thank you. That's that's better. Nice orange top, blue shorts with the orange tick to match. And, sh- and matches the shoes. Yeah, matches the shoes. Yeah, solid. Well, that wasn't accidental. So yeah, that was that. And then um, I had a bit of a dodgy stomach actually, um, so I didn't do much of a warm down. Didn't do 0.8. Then Wednesday morning, when I did 10 miles, uh, 705s. Uh, and that's all oh and then I biked with Jake in the evening because he had this session so he biked with me and then I biked with him and actually I don't know if you the weather was like where you guys are but I got absolutely drenched I mean we, we know we see your daily <laughs> videos on Instagram see everything <laughs> I and, do you know what from posting that I, I think I got about 200 followers Jake which is what you wanted ridiculous. that's exactly why you did it <laughs> no. it is 100% good for content all Josh um, does on every run now is tag at Jake Smith in the hope that he's going to... He tagged NN running in the hope that he gets an NN running deal. He's wearing an NN kit. Anyway. He's going to be like, they're going to see this and think, man, we need to sign up this. Thinking he'll be good for the uh, women's pacemaking group. <laughs> um, Thursday. So in running the evening, I did... Um, Basically an hour, so it was eight point four miles, seven oh six average. And then who's Morton, time, who's Morton's finest? Oh, on the website on Morton, Sally Sally was featured on there. Okay. Um, oh and yeah. Then Dave Sally. Sabian, 
Sally Ratcliffe. You're on a phone to her. Yeah, I was on the phone to her. For your whole uh, I was gonna say she's she's yeah. not in Cardiff, is she? No, I was on the phone. Yeah, anyway. conference calls on your run now. Yeah, because it's funny because I'll come to my next my next run. Debuted a new activity on Strava. Oh, hot my. yoga. <laughs> I got an hour hour of hot yoga in the evening. Then, so was that? Where was it or how was it? How was it? It's really good. My hip mobility is not very good. I was probably the worst in the cast. Um, but this song I did Nourishing Flow. Last week I did something different. You um, did what? It's called Nourishing Flow. Before you said Nursing it? Flow then. No, last week I couldn't do it. It was too much um, like downward dog and my arms were absolutely killing me. So this week was a bit better or a bit easier. What are you turning up to this hot yoga in? What's your outfit? Um... Tracks issue. No, I had no. I I had um, tracky bottoms on. I had half tights on and a t-shirt. You wore half tights. To oh, mate, downward dog and half tights. <laughs> Everyone can see everything. Jesus, <laughs> who's, who's behind you? Yeah, <laughs> all the guys wear um, like lycra shorts in there. Do you know what I need to do? <laughs> Nike have a yoga range, and I've been scouting it. I might buy some new gear. Is this like a nineteen eighties aerobic class? Did you have like? Do what? On, so. it, it stinks in there as well because there's three classes each night and imagine look, that one was the last one of the night and it, it that's a breeding crazy. house for covid that is yeah, 40 degrees yeah it's not pleasant but yeah it's all right i don't, I don't mind it um so then friday morning i did just over half an hour 7 14s who was on the phone to friday morning i can't remember why do you have to phone somebody on every run oh it was someone from work um I was just on the phone. I was like, I need to go for a run. So I was like, continue. Uh, then that brings us to um, Friday evening. So did just over three mile warm up. Then I did eight mile progressive. So Matt sent me five miles. 8K progression. Five Sorry, mile. 8K, 8K progression, yeah. Which is basically the same. Um, so yeah, started at 320s or 520s. And then it's actually pretty good. I felt pretty good up to about six. I, I actually felt like I wasn't really working like really that sort of hard and then the last two were a little bit harder but we got down to 258 in the last k so i was pretty pleased with that solid um yeah so it's 507 marlin average i think the last 5k was 1532 so yeah i was pretty pleased and then uh did three mile warm uh, three mile warm down then saturday morning what this warm down yeah was it actually 615 pace uh, yeah, I was because um, I didn't change my shoes. We just I just ran back to the car and there was, you know, when you're when you're finished, it's like when um, you do marathon sessions. When you're finished the last bit, you end up just running quicker. No, you don't. You don't. Me and Eric have done, mar- done this before. When I've done a marathon session, I literally crawl at like ten minute mile in. <laughs> I so I get I sort of get what you mean when I've done sessions. Yeah, I've gone to do my cool down and I've looked down at my watch and I've been running 645, 650 miling and I thought it was mm. really slow. Not starting out at 626 on my cool down and getting down to 606. I think I start probably quicker than slow down because it starts to catch up to me. You're basically done a progression cool down. This is a new thing. Mm. New technique. Yeah. Last point one was 552 pace. <laughs> Right. Sorry, carry on. 
Yeah, Saturday morning. So I did uh, just under an hour with Jake. So I was 6.49s. Um, and then I went to the gym after. So I did in the evening. Uh, well, actually, it was kind of lunchtime. I did 30 minutes on the cross trainer, just kind of warming up more than anything. And then I did my weight session. So I tried to do, because I hadn't done anything in the week. I did like the heaviest stuff. So I did some squats, deadlifts, leg press, arabesque. You know the ones where you squeeze it? Because uh, I was talking to Gareth when I had a massage in the week. And he said it looked like I had weakness in um, the inside of your, my legs. Is it abductors or adductors? I can never remember. The latter. Yeah, I can't remember which one I said last. But yeah, that. So um, I'd like very lightly on the, that machine. Uh, my car phrases and then some core. Wait, you missed one out. Chest press. <laughs> what are we chest pressing in? I did it on the machine because I'm not very confident picking the weights up. What? Where you just push forward? Push forward, yeah. Like, Why are you chest pressing? What's that move going to help with? I don't know. Running form. Oh, yeah. In what I was sense? only doing fifty. I was only doing fifteen kilos. To be fair, are you pushing your arms out when you run? Yeah, he's going to run like Jack Gray. <laughs> Jack Gray, I bet he can push them on that on the on the arm press. <laughs> so Jack Gray runs with extended arms like karate chop for anybody who's, who's not seen him run. Have you ever tried to do a robot on the dance floor? That's Jack Gray in a nutshell. But he can run. Pretty quick. He moves well, though. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, so that was Saturday. And then this morning, so before Manchester, so out the door at 7 minute, uh, seven a.m. So I did the first half of Tom Baird, run down basically from mine. And do you know what? It was freezing this morning. Matt, you're probably similar. So wraps up um, and did 14 point. Well, I did 23K, which I was trying to work out in my head what's 14 miles in K. And that was kind of... Just, where I got to. Have you moved to K's? Because I said the other week that you should move to K's. That was one factor. What was the other factor? Jake runs in K's. Oh, of course he does. Um, We're running together, it's a pain in the ass. What, um, well, so yeah, what I will say is, I'm, I'm impressed with the dedication of getting out seven o'clock to be on the live stream. Thank was, you, thank you. Um, and you'd, you'd asked me on Saturday evening, what pace you should run, to which I said, I'm yeah. not getting involved. Well, I did text Matt, but Matt didn't, I think he was asleep. He replied in the morning. Well, I think he's probably fed up of whatever he tells you, you don't listen to. So he thinks, what's the point? Very true. He still didn't listen to what I said anyway. I pretty much, so basically I got down to about 155, which Matt said, keep your max. But then coming all the way from the bay, all the way back to my house is uphill. So I did slow down. But my heart rate was still a little bit high. No, so no, 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 no. You, you, you didn't slow down. You ran your last mile five thirty-five. How were you slowed down? The last, yeah, the last little bit is probably a little bit. He's basically got to six mile in a whatever it was, fourteen mile run. Hit the heart rate you said is he can max out on, and then pushed on. No, I didn't push on because I didn't get any quicker. But I was but conscious I was getting quicker. You so got your heart rate up to one six six. You've pushed on. I mean. Your first two cat. Let me just read your splits, Josh. To tell me if you've pushed on or not. You're a math. You're you're a numbers man. Four seventeen, three fifty six, three fifty four. They're the first three k. After ten k, you go three forty, three thirty eight, three thirty one. 
Yeah, and the three thirty one, I was like, okay, I probably should back off now. So and you then packed we, off to a, a thirty eight, then a thirty five. Today would have been absolutely fine if you actually recovered yesterday. Anyway, my heart rate was one forty yesterday. Right. What did you finish so, with, anyway, like Josh? I haven't finished yet. Okay, and then sorry. I went to the gym because I was a bit bored this afternoon. So I did 45 minutes really easy on the cross trainer and I did some core. And then... Well, this boy loves it. This is boy that, loves it. Oh, is that your actual mileage? Uh, well, it depends what you're looking at. 89.5? No. That would be biking as well. I did 76.1. Yeah. I going to say, that's a... That'll include the bike with Jake. Do you know what? I really miss the days when I was bored and I could just go to the gym. I was debating it and I was like, mm. so I, walk, I walked all the way to the gym, got a coffee, but I didn't have my stuff. So I walked back and I was like, I'm going to go cross train. That's what single life is like. So yeah, 40,000 steps today. Busy man. All right. Um, and what, what are we aiming for? What's your race? Um, so I'm, I'm entered in a 5k in, I think it's three weeks actually. Probably need to sit down with Matt and uh, plan that because I forgot I entered that. But yeah, I, I, I've not really entered that many races. Well, I've not really entered many races at all. So probably just need to think. And what what you what are you hoping for is this five k? Um, I honestly have no idea. Is to be quite honest, I genuinely have no idea. As I said to you recently, your your history of five k's isn't the best, so you might be able to get a fairly quick time on the board I'd like to think I can break my PB just relatively compared to other distances it's not that quick cool Matthew talk through your week sensible man Mr Sensible over here I didn't go out and cross train this afternoon he went to Shrewsbury because I couldn't be asked. um all right so Monday, 28th, 8.97 miles, 7.23 pace, plus strides. Actually went pretty late that day, 7.03 a.m. Back to the elephant loop. Um, and Tuesday, so I'm, I'm still not doubling. And to be honest, I don't think I will double again now much. I'll probably just do... I'll probably extend the, just the single runs every day now. Um, so what, Tuesday. Ever? Yeah, perhaps. Jess Piazeki doesn't double. There's loads of people that don't double. Does she cross train? Not really. Okay. Yeah, I just, uh, to be honest, I'll probably just, you know, if I'm, let's say marathon training, I'll probably get up to... 10 12 mile runs and just do them in the mornings and just be done for the day type of thing um but we'll see see what happens so tuesday um same session as josh actually um 10 by two minutes one minute walk rest right. it's because you walked the whole rep matt Ah, right. There we are then. That's no, no, the recovery, not the rep. <laughs> oh, yeah. The recovery. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I actually don't know um, what I got down to because it doesn't really say too much on mine, but I think I averaged around sort of 4.45 for the reps. Yeah, most of them were under 4.45, more close to 
yeah, four forty-five. First one was four thirty-five, but then sort of settled into four forty-five pace. Yeah, I got a bit excited on the first one. Yeah, I mean, it went well. To be honest, I got to about eight, and I was like, I think I've overcooked it here as far as just the the amount of load I'm doing on the Achilles, but. I think I got away with it, to be fair. So, 10 by 2, um, back on the old pant lane. The thing with, with you, Matt, is I can guarantee in a couple of weeks or three weeks' time, you could put those 445s into a 10K and run 445s for the 10K. Josh, you wouldn't even put it into a 5K. And that's where the problem <laughs> lies. Me. Anyway, carry on. He will, he will. Um, but yeah, that was good actually. I, I felt like um, it was nice to get like a semi sort of big-ish volume into a session. And... I'm glad you carried on that. Yeah, that, that little pause, was, that a pause was a bit awkward, wasn't it? And then uh, two-mile warm-up, Josh, 808 pace. That's how you cool down. Um, and then Wednesday, nine miles in the morning, 741s plus gym. Um Plus Jim, he's a good lad. Um, 121 average heart rate. Again, recovery, Josh. Um, and then Thursday. First day at work, actually. So I need a job on Thursday. So um, seven miles in the morning, a big one here. 4.58 a.m., uh, 6.13 pace. Um, when do you go to bed for these? What time do you go to bed? Uh, I think I was asleep by about 10 that night. So you get like six, wow, six and a half hours late. sleep? Yeah. Well, I probably sleep by about half nine, ten-ish at the latest. But then you're, what, you're getting up at half four? Four. Four. Do you know what? If I go to bed at ten, the earliest I can get up is like half six. Earliest. Yeah. I'm a man on a mission, Josh. He's a um, blue collar. So seven miles in the morning, it was dark. I got this new um, body torch. It's shit, so I couldn't really see. So I thought I'll just run a bit quicker. Um, so I did. It was all right. Six thirteen pace. I felt all right actually. It felt like a little bit of pep in the old step. Were you Heart inspired by high. Josh Lund? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, then I drove to Manchester. Um, for our sales meeting. So that was pretty much a full-on day, first day, meeting everyone, forgetting everybody's names. Um, so then I did actually go out and just did a little a little 20 minutes, actually, in the evening, because I've been sat on my ass all day and I just wanted to get a bit of fresh air and I kind of want to do a bit of a recce for the next morning. So um, I just found a little um, path that sort of went to Media City in Manchester, yeah. Um, 706 pace listen to a bit of um, Rich Roll podcast and have you boys listen to that I don't any good uh, yeah it's alright actually just chatting about um, some political um, issues in the moment um, but yeah that was quite good actually uh, it's actually talking about transgender athletes in Division 1 um, swimmers there's a yeah. swimmer at the moment in there it's quite there uh, is and there was a topic there's a cyclist this week wasn't there I yeah, think... so it is quite a hot topic, isn't it? Because they're saying now it's 36 months, isn't it? Um, or three years, essentially, and that they have to sort of wait to, to compete, which yeah. I still think is a bit bonkers, but there we go. Yeah, it's a 
it's an interesting one. And I, again, I don't think I've got enough knowledge to, to talk about it properly, but the, no, I can they not just make a, can they make a new gender? Wouldn't that be the easiest thing? Yeah, they mentioned that on there. It, 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 I think it's harder than you think. Right. I do. Um, but anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole. So um, that night, went out, um, had a few um, few drinks, went out for food, felt a little bit, well, a bit seedy in the morning. So just did eight miles, 7.01 pace. This this run felt like an eternity, actually. Do you know like when you're on a when you you're running somewhere new and you don't want to you, you don't want to turn you just want to carry on going straight yeah, and you'll do anything do that a lot. You can to carry on going straight. So I was jumping up and down all these different bloody paths and felt like I was going around people's bloody back gardens just to keep on that path. Um, yeah, that was you've, good. you've chosen the um, the canal that that goes to Media City, right? Yeah, and that's. You have to go in and out of little bits all the time, don't you? Oh, yeah. I was getting dizzy at the end. You want to go out the other way, I think. It's easier. Yeah, do you know what? It's a bit late telling him now, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just go, I'll just go back in my time machine, mate. Um, so, yeah, but it was fine. It was, you know, um, got it done. So flat, too flat, actually. And you know what? My Achilles was really sore. So I was thinking to myself, shit, have I overcooked it on the old... Um, on the old session on Tuesday, but um, I don't know whether it was just like bopping up and down curbs and sort of on like, you know, like cobbly paths. Um, but that was good. And then actually on Friday, went to like a go ape thing uh, for work. So that was quite cool in Manchester. Um, so got to go on these zip wires and make an absolute fool of myself trying to climb over these ropes. So that was good. Um, so yesterday, Saturday, um, I got back on the old stomper. I felt good about nice to be back on there. It's been a long time. I think it's been about, well, since December, end of December, since I went back on the industrial state. So, um, you'll see on here as well that I'm now a run influencer. Um, if you've not already seen my, uh, see my post. Um, so I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. So four mile tempo. Um, what did I wear for this actually? Trains wise, I wore some Asics Dino something, Dino Flight, something like that. Yeah, so I'm going old school, um, old school daps. So I went on the marathon. This is so this loop is the marathon loop for Wrexham in two weeks, three, three weeks. Thank you. Um, it's like a 3.7 mile loop, pretty good. Weather was beautiful. Um, wanted to see where I'm at because, to be honest, te- you don't know you don't know where you're at until you do a tempo. I find. Um, so I sort of wanted to see if I could hold five flats. So managed to do that okay. 4.57 first mile. It is slightly downhill. The first mile is uh, then 4.59. Um, mile three I was, I was I was puffing to be honest I was a bit fucked because um, it does go you do it uphill slightly um, and then so then yeah I managed to bring it back actually 501 for the last mile 
Um, so yeah, I was happy with that. Um, Twenty oh six for the for the four miles. So then this week now I'll I'll progress that to um, five to six miles. Um, probably slow down the pace a little bit, but if it feels good, probably stick at that five flat pace, and then hopefully things will start to um, click and I can really get into it then a little bit. So yeah, so I raced, I raced, what is a, it felt like a race. I, um, I did a session in the, uh, the saw tempo top, which if you boys haven't got, you need one. Cause they're I've got fantastic. one actually. So is that with a full zip one? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's really nice actually. Um, and you can zip it down so you can have your full chest out. Like I did and felt like a, just felt like a hero out there. Um, and then uh, tights with the, the session tights. So they're great as well. Nice and light. Cause it was quite cold, wasn't it yesterday? I thought um, he's a new man. He's wearing tights for a session. Yeah. I, I assumed Matt, that you were warming up, warming down or warming up in those because I was no, like, that, no is the way. Out, that was the outfit I wore for the session. Fair play. He's been watching your Instagram and thought, I need some of this. Exactly. To be honest, the shorts are a bit tight on me at the moment, so I'm just sticking with tides for a little bit longer um, until things things start to move slightly. So, um, so yeah, that was good. And then um, today I did um, 12 miles, no, just near 13 miles, actually. 6.51 average. Um, and then managed to get into the gym, my gym, and uh, get some deadlift squats and some arm stuff in. Um, did get a little comment from Ash Brown, um, which I did have a lot of chuckle about, actually. Um, That's what I was just laughing at. Did you? Uh, he's, he's asked you, basically, about some pink ankle weights that his missus used to have. Um, are they suitable because you're talking about weights and you just said defo mate so he's going to have little pink ankle weights to run with isn't he um, Ash if you listen to this podcast which I'm sure you don't but if you do um, I would love to see some pictures please um, of that because that would be great and if you can do some really um, complex lifts with them because I think that the weight of them is, is splendid for that so he's going to run with them Oh, is that what he said? I've not even read the... I've not even That's what they are. These little pink, you know, ankle weights. They, like, go around your ankles and you can run with... It gives you added weight. And you've basically said, yes, that's a great idea. So that he's that gonna... is a great... That's <laughs> even better. Mate, get, 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 them, get them pink little things around their hands and just go for a run, bud. Um, I can't wait, sure can't wait send to some see pigs. you doing it, Klausy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? I used to, actually, back in the day, I used to get some little barbell a barbell, bar, uh, yeah, barbell weights, you know, where you can you be able to put your fingers in and you can run with them. I used to do that back in the day. Um, but if you're listening, don't run with weights. Um, it's dangerous. So, all in all, uh, what did I do? 66 miles for the week. So, building nicely. Next week, I'll do um, a little bit more volume on the Tuesday session. Might be able to try and get out on a Friday actually next week for a tempo early doors. Um, and then yeah, one week closer to fitness. There we go, lovely stuff. Right, I'll rattle through my pathetic week. Um, which I've got up here started all right, middle was terrible, 
yeah, then let's not talk about the end. So start off 60 minutes, easy as in the office. So just round around Peterborough, hit the trails a bit. Um, all is good there. Eight and a half miles, 704s. Um, Tuesday, I, so Tuesday, I was in the office again and got a call at about 11.30 in the morning and Jenny called me to say she tested positive for COVID. So um, she wasn't feeling great, so I had to go home. So I combined my trip home with a run with Philippa. So did a little 55 minutes with Philippa, seven and a bit mile at 7.28. Again, that was, was fine. It was very cold. You two haven't said, but it snowed here most of the week. I don't know if it snowed in Wales, but we got snowed. It did, yeah. I it, it was, yeah, on and off. Not not like a lot. But we woke up Wednesday. Was it, yeah, was it Thursday, Friday and Saturday to snow? Like, not much, but it, there was snow kind of. It was actually quite thick in, in like, Grantham, um, 10 miles up the road. And then this morning was, like, a heavy frost. But anyway, we'll get there. So... I come home on Tuesday. Jenny did, said she didn't feel great. Um, I got a run in, so I thought that's fine. So I couldn't double because I had to look after her light because Jenny started feeling ropey. She woke up Wednesday and she felt horrific. So basically Wednesday, Thursday, I was on Eliza duty and she got up at half six each morning. So yes, I could have woke up and ran before, but I can only run the treadmill really and if I jump on the treadmill and she wakes up 10 minutes in it's just pointless isn't it so one I, question Aaron yeah and I don't know if this is a thing and this might just be a very bad tr- parenting suggestion you know those little um I don't know what you'd call them this is this is a bad suggestion from you Josh <laughs> about parenting you know I, I don't know what they're called but it's like um, a square with like netting on the side you yes. put kids in yes have you got one of them you want me to put her in that? Why don't you just lob her in that for an hour and just see? So do you mean a cot, Josh? No, not a cot. It's like a play area. It's not a play. Like, do you I mean a cage? Some... You can't yeah, leave basically. a child unattended. Basically, a cage. Unattended. You can watch her. So you watch stick her in the garage, put her in there with some toys. Oh, she's going to love that in zero Mate, degrees. She's not, she's not a dog. <laughs> just a suggestion. Okay. It's good Please suggestion. don't have any children well for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having an opinion but i mean i'll come into it. basically eliza got covid as well so my Perfect. week she doesn't have to move anywhere then yeah but anything she ate she threw up so i spent wednesday thursday which sick on me and when she went for a nap i had to do work so i had work calls so both wednesday and thursday i put her to bed at quarter to eight she went to sleep at like eight and then i cleaned up all the mess that i'd made basically and it's quarter to nine. There's no chance I'm going out the door for a run at quarter to nine. And I'm exhausted. So Wednesday and Thursday, we were right off. Um, and Friday, Jenny was feeling a bit better. So I woke up for Liza, but I said to Jenny at like quarter to 10 on Friday, could I nip out? And she, she said, yeah, she was feeling better. So got seven and a bit miles done at 7.08, a little out and back. Um, listen to Parent in Hell podcast. I was actually oh, listening. Great. So I was listening to one from the other week and Josh Widdicombe was hungover. Um, 
And it's honestly the funniest. I was laughing out loud for most of that run. I just couldn't stop laughing. It's he was such it's a very good. He was so pathetic. He basically got hammered on his wife's birthday weekend. So I sort of felt less bad about my me nipping out for an hour's run or whatever when he'd been through much worse. So that was good. Even if you don't have kids, it's good, isn't it, Matt? So, yeah. It's very funny, yeah. Um, Saturday, I joined Ben Heron in Langtoft for a flat loop for an hour, 706ers, um, just under nine mile. Ben probably had something interesting to say, but I've forgotten what we were talking about. So that was a lovely hour. Um, very cut. Oh, actually, I do remember. He turned up, you know, um, you know, like these Nike tracksuit bottoms, like tapered ones that I've got, Josh, and you've got. Yeah. He kind They're of had a tights, half trackers. Yeah, he kind of had a pair of those, but they were that brand called Craft. Do you know Craft? Okay. Mm-hmm. So they yes. Were, they were kind of like these, but they didn't taper off. So they're kind of like straight legged at the bottom. And he wore them over a pair of tights. I thought it was the most bizarre kit choice I've ever over seen. Over tights? Yeah. I said, why don't you wear a pair of half tights under your tights? He had his boxes under, underneath his tights. So I won't go into that again. Anyway. Yeah. Um, terrible. So that was Saturday. And then Saturday Bring us to the main event. No, Saturday afternoon, I was going to go for a double. But I got so depressed on Saturday afternoon. Ipswich lost again. They're not going to make the playoffs. And I I was saying to this Jenny to last night, (coughs) I wish my life wasn't like that. I wish I didn't get so emotionally affected by football. And it must be so nice for you two. You need to get a grip, mate. Yeah, it's what Jenny yeah, told me as well. It does not bother me one bit. It, it honestly, it ruins, it ruins my my afternoon, my week. I don't, I don't go read the Ipswich like any news about them all week if they've lost, and yeah, it puts me in a foul mood. And also, it makes me like so irritable for that two hours while they're playing. Like Jenny just hates that whole period on a Saturday afternoon. But anyway. Um, I didn't double because of that. Um, Sunday, we did our live stream Sunday morning. Again, Josh saw me this morning. I was not in a good he way. Was, he was panicking. So Saturday night, I go onto YouTube to test the live stream and they've still not approved us for live streaming. So I try and live chat with the guy on YouTube and he's having none of it. So I thought I'll wait till Sunday morning. It'll probably be good wasn't good so i thought back up facebook stream oh that's fine you can link zoom to facebook that's all good but then i wanted to do you can use this software called is it obs josh yeah streamlabs obs and you can use that as like a middle streaming thing so i set that up but it was killing my bandwidth so i stopped that um and while i was doing that just before I was doing that, I was Eliza was having breakfast. Jenny was still in bed. I let her for laying. And I was there stressing out over, over this and I took my eye off her. She pulled over the plant pot in the stand next to her. So this whole plant pot went over the living room carpet. Like, I don't know, probably a couple of kilograms of dirt was on the floor. So I hoover that up. Um, and yeah, eventually we got streaming. So did the stream. I had... I think I had six athletes run this morning, all 
all got some good PBs, which is nice, but that's also quite a stressful event, waiting for them to come in, hoping they've achieved what they want to achieve. And I thought I'll jump on the treadmill for a, an hour. I lasted six minutes. I just wasn't I like enjoying that. it. I like that. I honestly, I like... five minutes oh. in, I was like, I wish I'd run outside. And I was like, I can't jump off and go run outside now. I was in a t-shirt and shorts. It's too cold. And were you not like slightly inspired by the marathon this morning? I, I was. To be fair, no. I, do you know what? I got into my head like I'm going to use this as a cut-off point, and I'm going to start. Pro- I've said this for weeks. But I'm going to start properly tomorrow. And I thought if I cut this off now, I'm not going to hate life for an hour, and I'll just mentally refresh. So I went in the house. Thought I'll enjoy some of my afternoon now. I've got a few training plans to write. Um, our dishwasher, we've got you know like integrated kitchen, so we've got like a a normal cupboard door and a dishwasher that had come loose. So Jenny decided she'd try and fix that. She also decided that she'd clean the filter on the washing machine. So the skirting board had come off, and the door was off. But Eliza and Nico had decided they'd help out on this. Um, and, oh, it's just a stressful hour. Like, there's screws on the floor. Eliza's trying to pick them up and, you know, try not her to grab a screwdriver. Nico's gone under the, under the skirting board, which it turns out when they built the kitchen, they hadn't, like, swept up any of the chipping, like, so it's, like, full of dust and stuff. You know what but, Josh would do? And then I'd cleaned up the floor... So when we pulled the washing machine filter out, I'd put kitchen roll down to clean it up. Eliza loves eating like toilet paper and tissue. So she started stuffing that in her mouth. Then she chokes on it. So I'm walking around trying to grab that out of her mouth, trying to stop her killing herself. And, um, and then, yeah, interviewed Matt Crean. <laughs> I, I'm, um, I have no words to how we've just detoured onto that topic go on to instagram <laughs> what's the video it's I, I to be honest i thought the best thing the best thing for me to do here is step back and film it not help went down well i think the worrying thing is based off your last few weeks you're still 100 miles ahead of me for the year surely not you are i was just browsing anyway showed this week i went into the archives and I, my mate actually texted me and said, he said, why is 70 mile a week really easy, but 80 mile a week so hard? He's like, I have no idea how you used to do 100 mile a week. So I went into the archives and I've got a training diary. Oh, you impressed me actually. Well, I did 140 miles one week with a, was it 12 400s in like 65, 66? Yeah. Finished with Stamford 30K at the end of it at 5.13s, whatever it was, 30K. Um, then following week, I went to Armagh, around 14, 40 something at Armagh, tried to start a national cross country, but surprisingly was tired. So I did 80 miles that week. Then I, I followed that up with another 140 mile week. So do you reckon I can get back to 140 mile a week? I'd start with 14 first, mate. And I said to Josh, it was probably the worst marathon I ever ran off that. So, no shit. There's something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, Josh. We've learned from these mistakes. Don't make the same ones. Um, anyway, 
So I've done a week of 32.7. Um, and I don't know, I've just had an incredibly stressful week. So I'm hoping... It's life, mate. Hopefully next week, you can go back I'm, on it. I'm going to get in a routine. You're going to see half six runs next week. Do you, Aaron, do you have a t- like a, a race that you're targeting? Um, yes, I do. Obviously, COVID knocked it back, but still four weeks to go. And I think I can get semi-fit in four weeks. So, What's the race? Is it 10K? Sorry? Is it a 10K? Yeah, 10K. And back it in 2019, I did six, seven-week build-up and ran 30, 50 there. So um, that was off the back of a month off on honeymoon. So hoping. I'm hoping, like, I think... I'm hoping to get in the low 31s still in four weeks. So we will see. Anyway, um, that's our weeks wrapped up. Shall we shall we go to have you got a Strava leaderboard, Josh? Uh yeah, bear with. I haven't looked at it for a few weeks. We'll go there. Lo- I noticed Jasper's back last week. Jasper last Flash. week was 156 miles. So I know we're rec- we're not recording too early. This week's a bit 109. There's only three people over 100 miles this week. Surprisingly. Yeah. Um, of Joe's, so Joe Turner's leading 109.6. I'm assuming there was, uh, well, I know there was a 100, is a 100k race earlier today? Yeah, Big Dan Weston Look, did it. Yeah. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, for Wales. I don't know how it's like, um, Yeah, it looks like Joe did that because his longest run was 63.4 miles. So, What did he run? Um, Why are you looking that up? Christian from Norway, 101 miles. Christian's been picking Clarity up this week to meet him at Highgate again. Got some special relationship going on these two. Cheers, Christian. Um, I, I, I doubt I'll be racing, mate. Can we just appreciate number nine on the list? Ben Heron, 93.6 mark from Ben. Nice no, Ali Lavender tops 88.9. Um, have you got what you ran, Josh? Yeah, he ran. So he was fifth. And he ran six hours forty-eight. Where was this race? Um, it was around a very small loop in Scotland. In Scotland. What Dan? Dan ran that. You give me the results um, later, Josh. Right. Have you, is, is Dan giving us any Weston's wise words in his busy week? You know what he has? It's, it's, it's a real sweet one. It is. Go on then. Um. All right. Here we go. So, <clears throat> Western's wise words for this week. Research has found when men when men's wives die in three years, they are dead or remarried. <laughs> With women, i.e., the husband dies first, there is no difference. So, Western's wise words are for the men this week: appreciate your wives more, as we need them more than we think. Yeah, we, we do need them, but never let them know that you need them. That's my yeah. tip. Um, Jenny, if you're listening, I'm joking. Kind of. Um, let's go listen to questions. We've got one, a big one from Sarah Mackers, not a, bit, a long one. She says, got a question for you guys. How are you guys managing to not sound too bothered about missing out on racing today? Especially Josh with his trip to Flagstaff, putting so much into trying to run a fast marathon. Are you all as accepting as it sounds of the injury illnesses that have stopped you racing? Um, or if you did find it hard to accept, Josh in brackets, how did you deal with it? Thanks for keeping me motivated to cross-train whilst injured. 
And that's Sarah Mackers. Yes, Sarah. Keep going with it. Let's put it this way, Sarah. There's a reason I was in the gym cross-training after my long run. Um, I, I did think that while we, we were on the stream earlier. I thought all three of us had this down and we're now just sitting here talking about it. And I funnily wasn't that, I wasn't that bothered by it, to be honest. Um, like I miss the racing element and I miss, I miss like, yeah, that coming across the line and knowing you've done a marathon and could have a couple of weeks off. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with it. I um I was less bothered today. I was more bothered by Seville because Seville was still pretty, it was so close to the start that I, like the day before I still was like unsure if I was going to be racing or not. So that was that one was pretty tough, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've kind of moved on from it now, and I'm just sort of I cross train pretty hard when I wasn't running, and you know, trying to just get back fit now and focus on something else. Yeah, I I, I like to think all three of us do have a pretty relaxed. I know Josh is very highly strung, but we're still pretty relaxed in the grand scheme of things about missing out on on races. I mean, I don't see Josh crying into his into his pillow every night but maybe he does no i i don't really i don't really get like that i would just i'd just rather put like that energy into training do you, do you still have your sad playlist <laughs> <laughs> me and a guy called jack douglas or doogie we, if we had a really bad race on, we used to drive to a lot of like bmc's like <laughs> It's actually quite funny when you think about it. We had like a playlist which was really depressing music. Any hits on that? James Blunt, I think, is the first couple oh. of songs. I'll tell you what, I'll share it with you boys. There's some, That's absolute, a there's some absolute gems on there. Do you know what? I, it, this came into my head because I was um, on Spotify the other day while I was working and there's a playlist called, recommended for me, called the Sad Playlist. And it's because... <laughs> When I work, I can only listen to like really slow acoustic stuff. I don't like anything too banging because it just distracts me. Anyway, I, that did pop into my head, but hopefully we've answered that question for you. Um, Chris says, is it true that the marathon starts at 18 miles for the elite runners as it does for the less elite? Well, I kind of, the marathon starts at, for most people, well, elite and non-elite it's really 30k 20 miles is when yeah a lot can happen after it we saw that today didn't we we saw what paulos sarafel on camera at what 25 30k looked cruisy when it cut back to him 2k later gone yeah exactly i think it, it depends in each that's where it gets really tough like that's where you're is it that energy depletion is going to probably happen if you've not sort of fueled properly? But I mean, the first year I did London, it was probably around then. But the second year I did London, I was pretty gone at halfway and I sort of just grinded it out. If you don't go out like a donkey for the first half and the first, you know, 15 miles or so, and you go off at a, a pace that you can sustain, then you can push on. The 18, 20 mile mark would be a breeze and onwards because you, you've, you know, you've, you've managed your energy levels well. You've taken on nutrition throughout the whole race to that stage. It's, it, it, come, it comes back around to runners that think they're in better 
shape or they want to try and achieve something that is just too far ahead of what they can actually do on the day. Yeah, That's the biggest thing. That's why people blow up as they do, or obviously they've not trained and done the right work. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Everyone's different as well, but... Everyone is different. And, like, nutrition-wise, do you think it plays... Like, how would you how would you go about, like, a, let's say, a three-hour runner? Would you get them to use the same sort of methodology for nutrition as, as like, we use? Do you just give them... Do they have more? What would you say? I think a three-hour runner would have relatively the same, to be honest. Um, I'd, I'd maybe say, suggest to a three-hour runner, and this is, again, just my own suggestions, but... Um, perhaps take take something on board at um maybe 38k as well as the 35 mark perhaps or yeah i i still take things on board every 5k if you can um but i know it's some people think it's pointless uh, i know you said earlier Aaron, as far as taking on um nutrition at like the 40k mark because you know you're not getting that absorption but i think if you you know it could be just a bit of a placebo effect but taking on something maybe a couple of k's or um four or five k's out before the finish sometimes can help as well yeah i mean there has been studies where even some carb drink touching your mouth that it has an impact um the only time i've had the 40k drink actually was when at Frankfurt, Josh had dropped out. I decided to take his bottle just for a laugh. Just thought someone should utilise his bottle, really. Didn't, I felt, thought it would be lonely if I just left it there. So let that touch my mouth and enjoy it. Went down sweetly. Um, should we go into some results? We'll Sounds talk like through, a beautiful experience. Talk through Manchester first, where um, I think we've done enough talking about it today. But Johnny Miller in the men's side took the win, 2-10-46. Um, dominant after did he make his move back 30k was it yeah I think I think there was a few moves sort of Kev started to move at 30k and then uh, Johnny was probably a little bit after that but yeah not far from there so yeah Johnny Johnny started to put the hammer down and it broke things up quite quickly and you, you saw Ross Millington and Kev Seward form a group so Ross finished second in the end in 2.11.38 um, Kev Seaward third in 2.11.54 and then Ed Goddard, the Australian 2.13.45, who'd also gone with it. Um, Andy Hayes had broken off that group just before Johnny started to really put the hammer down, I think. Um, but he still finished strongly in, in 2.13.53. And, and yeah, some, some cracking results on the men's side. Um, we had 22 guys under 2.20. So for a domestic race, it's probably the strongest we've seen in a long time. Um, notable shout out to to Dan Nash. I mentioned Dan Nash on the show a few times. Two fifteen thirty four off a halfway split of sixty eight eighteen. Mm. A big negative split. Like I said to you, Aaron, he actually stopped to go to the toilet in the second half, which is yeah. Good. And what was his mile split for that mile where he went to the toilet? Five fourteen. So he ran a five fourteen stop into the toilet. And the, the worst thing about this is he missed the Wales qualifying time by four seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit yeah. gutting, which is exactly what it was for him. Gut-wrenching. Um, 
So on the women's side, Becky Briggs took the win, 229.06. She caught Naomi Mitchell again around, I think around about that 30, 30k mark. Josh, you, you're on mute or are you just quiet? Um, I'm just back. My headphones died, so I'm... Okay, you're back now. Um, yeah, she broke away. She caught Naomi Mitchell and then went, part, went past her. Um, yeah, phenomenal finish from Becky. I'm not actually sure of her halfway split. I can do that click a button. 114-14, so fairly consistent. Um, and then, yeah, Naomi, 230-54, and Georgina Schwevining in 231-35. So we're missing Sonia Samuels off these results. There's a few people missing on the full results. But I think four women went under the... No, five women under the Euros time. Four, I think. Chloe Richardson, 233.26, 234, wasn't it? 232. Oh, sorry, under the Commonwealth qualifying time. I kept getting this mixed up. Um, so, yeah, fast racing. What do you make of it, boys? Uh, yeah, I mean... Like you say, Becky looked really good. She, I think she went out sort of. Uh, do you know what the one thing I was thinking? There was a gap between her and Naomi by what was about eight, nine seconds for like probably 15 miles. Would you guys let that gap or would you sort of push on and just close it? Um, well, the gap is I, it? I mean, that's one way to look at it. I looked at it the other way and thought, if I was Naomi, would I gap Becky? Yeah, true. I personally, would have, I mean, it's always, I don't like, like she would have known Becky was very close to her and that must be awful, like to keep hearing the whole race, come on Becky, like seconds behind you and that gap never grow. I'd much rather just be with them. I don't see any point of being out in front at that point. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, good racing, wasn't it, Matt? One person we haven't mentioned what was your, your thoughts on Matt Crean's tactics early on, Matt? Um, yeah, um, fantastic. I mean, you know, everyone's got their own tactics and that's what I'll say about it. Okay, well, we'll cut to a chat with Matt Crean because he talks us through why he went out at that sort of pace. And, um, and yeah, have a listen to that and then we'll be back. As we've been talking about the Manchester Marathon today, thought it would only be sensible if I dialed into a man who got to see a fair bit of the sharp end today. With PBs of 14.18 5k, 30.11 for 10k and 65.28 for half, this man went into the race with bold strategy. Um, he, he finished off with a, with a 2.18.16 clocking. Yeah, 2.18.16. Um, 10 second PB. But those... Those numbers don't really tell the whole story. So, Matt Crean, how's how's the recovery straight yeah. after the race? Yeah, feel good. Um, got a couple of beers in me, so you know, um, always nice. And yeah, just just chilling out for a family meal later. <laughs> now, now, for anybody who's not seen the race yet, um, I'd, I'd, yeah, I think they should watch the stream. And you you went out pretty hard like i've seen on your strava it says a 445 first mile yeah. i think that first 400 was even quicker than that um, yeah. I, I looked down at me watch at one point on that first uh, straight and obviously gps is, is gps so it's 
you know, whatever it is, but um, it did read 418. Wow. So, so, <laughs> so was that the plan? Like when you sat and thought about it last night or this morning or whenever, what was your, what was the thoughts going for you? How are you going to attack the race? So for, for me, um, yeah, I've, I've not really trained in a group for, for a long time, since I was probably about 18 or so. Um, but I, I really struggle in races and when I've been to sort of um, England marathon development camps and stuff like that, just to sit in a, a pack, it, it really, it really bugs me. I think, um, I mean, I'm nowhere near the athlete he was, but you, you ever watch Without Limits with Steve Prefontaine and the commentators say how, you know, you can tell he, he senses every little movement, every shove and stuff like that. And, and that's how I feel like when I'm racing him in a pack or something like that. So I just don't enjoy that experience. Um, and yeah, so, you know, going into it, the, the long shot was, you know, to run 214, sub 214 was a long shot, to win it was a, was a long shot. But I, I always think if you're going into a race and you're not trying to win it, then what are you going into a race to do? You know, my, my thing is is times and stuff like that get surpassed. You surpass them, someone else surpasses them. You know, the world record years gone by is broken by someone else and, and it goes. Um, you, win, you win a race, you win the championships, whatever it is, you're always the winner of that race. No one takes that away from you. You are the winner that year. Um, so, you know, the field was fantastic. The quality of guys in there far, far surpassed my, my abilities on, on, on paper and things like that. But at some point, I, I want to beat those guys. I want to try and beat those guys. And I can run their race um, and sit in, or I can try and run my race and see what happens. And either it works or it doesn't work. And if today it didn't work, um, you know, last year, I went through the same in, in, in 66.30 last year. Um, so this year it was like, well, let's do exactly the same. We'll go through there. We'll hopefully have a little bit of a lead. And then they're going to start gunning for me because at that point people start to race. Um, yeah. They're going to start got, coming. I have got those splits. I mean, last year you went through 10K in 30.57. This year, I think it was 31.13. Half, halfway at 66.38 last year and this year. 66.51 so yeah about 20 seconds down through those initial splits yeah. and yeah I mean I absolutely applaud anybody who, who who goes into that mentality of wanting to win and yeah I see that that rationale but at the same point you you did similar last year um, obviously the quality of the field wasn't there so you managed to hold on for the win that day um, now did last year, did it teach you anything or did you feel like you'd rectify some of those issues in training and thought, well, maybe you could hold on to that pace this year a bit longer? So last year left me frustrated in that it was, it was my second ever marathon. And um, obviously I went up through that pace and obviously it was on my own. I was on my own from 10K last year. Yeah. And so I sort of got to that point and went, well, I've never been at this point before in a marathon. Um, I, I, I need to back off. And so and I, the only other marathon I'd done, I'd fallen apart from halfway. So I started to get a little scared. One, knowing I was going to get some absolute stick online from being in the lead and to running the way I was running it, which I'm going to get this time round as well. But I don't care as much this year as, as, as last year. It sort of got to me. So 
I was like, I've never been here before. I'm going to get some stick. Let's just back off and make sure we win this race now. And so I backed off and I thought, we'll, we'll push again with the last 10K or we'll push again. And then I got to 10, 10K to go and I still didn't push. I still felt okay. I felt like I could have pushed, but I didn't because I still didn't know where anyone was. And I got to 5K to go and I said, okay, we'll push at 5K. And I didn't. And then at two miles, it was like, we'll wait till two miles to go and we'll push. Wait till one mile to go and we'll push. And then it was like, well, there's the home stretch. Okay, just run as hard as we can to the finish. Um, so yeah. I sort of obviously was over the moon to run to win, over the moon to run my first time under 220 and, and, and run uh, 218.26. But it made me think, well, if I hadn't backed off as much, what could I do? So again, going into this one, it was like, well, let's go at the pace that I went through last year and let's try not on we're not going to back off this time. We're just going to keep going and they're going to be coming for me. And then hopefully I can maybe get to 15 miles or so before they catch me to, you know, halfway at the very least. And, and then, and then I'm in a race and then I've got to try and race it and you know switch the mind on a little bit and play that. It didn't work out that way. They caught me at 11 miles. They were going a little quicker than what I thought they might go at to that point. Um, I knew they were going to go well under 214, the likes of Johnny, Kev, um, you know, in the you knew that was going to happen, and Ross doing his debut. You know, if he could put together his, his half marathons and stuff, he was he was obviously always going to run a fantastic time. So it was just a matter of you know, try and get myself into that latter stage of the race over that halfway point, and, and hopefully then be in the race. Um, it didn't work, yeah, but I wouldn't change it. I, I think if we ran it again, I'd run exactly the same way and hope that yeah. I could really hang on a bit longer. And that, you know, that was my next question, yeah, if you. Oh, well, when you come to your next one, are you going to just try a similar thing? And, and yeah, as you say, hopefully one day it sticks or, or I suppose some people would say you don't like running a group. Well, there was no group at 6730. Yeah. Oh, I don't think, I think they went for a bit quicker. So you could have been isolated at 6730 and then yeah. try to run even and um, potentially run, a, a time that would have got the qualifying time and then you but as you say you you're then relying on what others do and I suppose you yeah, wanted to I mean I that's it you know hindsight's great I, I could look I could run that race today 100 different ways would I come out with exactly the same result would I have gone faster would I run slower we don't know um, and I, I, you know I'm happy enough I enjoyed it it was a lot of fun um, you know Manchester was was great as it, as it was in October and um, you know, so yeah, I, I wouldn't change it. And and I mean, my 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 coach uh, formerly was with within AZ. He's now with Ryan Hall. So Rory Lintletters, uh, my coach. Um, and NAZ, they, they I remember reading that they sort of had the philosophy of they didn't like negative splits. And I'm already a person that quite is, is into not liking the idea of negative splits. I would rather go hard and try and hold um, than try and finish faster. Because I, because as they said, and as I, you know, I agree with it. If you finish faster that second half, well, could you have run faster that first half and still maintained it and done something? Um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, you know, yeah, there's, lot, there's lots of ways to think about it. No, you're lots right. Of ways um, to do it. Um, and you know, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I've run this way since I was, you know, running cross countries as a teenager. This is how I've always run, and, and uh, you know, you'd think maybe I might learn. Um, whether there's you know stuff to learn from it or not, I don't know. But I enjoy running that way, and yeah, I don't think I'd change it. Yeah, because 
I think a few of the listeners and, and my question, like, when I saw you drop off that lead group, if that was me, there was no way I would be anywhere inside 220. Um, you obviously held it together pretty well. So you, are you not in like a world of pain? Because um, you said you enjoyed it. So you can't yeah. have been... No, so, I mean, I, I always think as pain as, as, as my ally. Um, you know, I mean, my, both, both my mum and dad are both runners. Um, my mum my went to the Olympics in the marathon um, back in 88. So, um, I mean, I, you know, my dad was, was sort of me coaching things like that. And I, I watched him um, suffer for, for five years with, with cancer before he died. And I, I looked at that and, and the way he dealt with that was to be positive and to be hopeful and to relish in the moments of, of joy and things like that. And so... For, for me, it's it's. I mean, I mean, lost him at, at twenty one and things like. It was very much a. Uh, you sort of, you know, pain is pain is an ally to me. It's there. Um, you know, you've suffered this, and you, you, I mean, you don't. You go to a start line and you don't know how much anyone else on the start line has suffered and things like that. But I like to believe, you know, without knowing anyone else's backgrounds and things like that that I've suffered. I can take more pain than them. Um, and that's how I go into a race. So if it's going to hurt, I'm going to make it hurt for everybody else. Um, you know, and my, my heroes growing up with Steve Prefontaine. Um, that's what, that's what he said, wasn't it? Well, um, yeah. yeah. Today, uh, the best pace is a suicide pace and today is a good day to die. Yeah. Um, so, you know. So you quickly just touched upon your, on your mum, who I'm not, I'm not sure you can give me a PB. I know she ran 2.36 in 1988 in Seoul. 2.35 in London. And, how did she approach races? Was she similar? So, so the I, I worked with my mum. Um, so we were talking about the race, and I said, I said this was my plan because me, when I when I work with coming up with a plan and an idea, um, like running Manchester last year and then doing Liverpool two weeks later, um, I run things through my mum first, and then I get my coach. So get her on board because I know she's the, she's going to be the greatest sort of critic, and like she you know she's been there and lived it, and she be like, no, that's a stupid thing to do. If I can win her over, I feel like I can win pretty much anybody else over after that. Um, so I said to her, I said, my plan is to go out hard and, and, and run it this way. And, you know, it, it, it's going to be mad. It's going to be a bit of a crazy idea. But if it works, I'll do something special. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, and she said her, her biggest regret was when she went to the world champs uh, running the 10,000 metres. She was, she was a 10,000 metre runner primarily. It just so happened that she qualified for the Olympics in the marathon. But um, I think it was only her second second ever marathon um, when she did that um, and when she went to the world champs she listened to the England coach at the time who said you know don't go off hard just sit in and you, you know you, you, you can make it through that way um, she missed out by one place in six seconds on the final in the first ever women's 10,000 meters so her, her response to me when I said that was run your race if that's the way you think you're gonna get the best out of it then do that and it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't um, but she but don't live with regret. And I've always been that way. Don't, you know, after my dad passed away and stuff, that was, don't leave anything behind. Don't make yourself look back and say, well, if I'd have done that differently or, you know, I regret that. Just go out, stick with the idea. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's good philosophy. And I suppose if you can win your mum over, that's half the battle, you know, they're usually the ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, my other question was, this wasn't a big, um, marketing tactic was it for your shop so no. your shop is uh uh made to run 
Yeah. Yeah. St. Helens. I wasn't going to mention it to be fair on, on air. I was going to let you get away without it. Um, but uh, no, it, it wasn't. Uh, if I, if it was, because I know Mike uh, Harrington said that in the... Uh, you should have had it across your vest. I would have had... Well, I do. I have, I have a full made-to-run vest. So Liverpool Marathon last year. So I did Manchester in October. That was always the goal was Manchester. And then I went camping with my girlfriend. My legs felt quite good. And I thought, you know what? Liverpool is the last rock and roll Liverpool marathon. No one's ever broke 2.30 at it before. I should be able to do that. Um, and, you know, you, you, any other sort of competing in the elite fields in the marathon would say, well, you don't run a marathon two weeks after. You've just run one. You just don't do it. Um, so I said to me, mum, I said, I'm thinking of doing Liverpool. I said, I said, forget about it from a running terms. Let's think about it from a business terms. You know, if I win that, all the local clubs are their stuff at, that's a great marketing thing. Yeah. You know, under 230, I can run it sensible. Um, and I said, you know, I'll, I'll set off sensible and we'll just set just enough to run 230. I went through the first mile in 450. Um, you know, um, which my coach did tell me off after that because the way I won him over was that I said, I'll, I'll run it sensible and I will run sensible. Um, I think I finished with 226 in that one. That one hurt. Um, there, was, there was paper cups. Um, I got no water and I was cramping like mad from 16 miles out. But, uh, we, but I won it. Um, so that one was a marketing stunt. I had the full made-to-run vest, huge big made-to-run logo, all that sort of stuff on it. Um, yeah, th- now I just run. Uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm racing, I always like to wear my, my club vest. Um, so I wore my St. Helens Sutton vest. And yeah, I have a little made-to-run logo on there. But you'd never spot that, really. It's, it's you know, normal yeah. logo. Place. I, I don't think I ever noticed it. Did you have your hat on today? You usually wear a hat, don't you? Uh, no, uh, no, I didn't, and uh, yeah, no, I, I don't run the hat anymore. <laughs> okay, okay, I've got a couple of couple of um, listener listener questions coming in. I only posted it ten minutes ago, but there's been loads of loads of reaction. <laughs> um, I mean, Scott Singleton says, "Not a question, but just thank you for making the first hour of the marathon quite interesting." And that was a lot of people's takeaway. Yeah, um, yeah you gave us some entertainment to watch yeah. um that's, that's you know what that, that's another thing isn't it we i listen to obviously i listen to you guys i listen to various other podcasts running podcasts and we're all about how do we change things in the sport you know everything you know how do we get athletics to be watched or something like that you know and i mean boston last year watching cj yeah uh, i mentioned that on the screen do that sort of thing, you know what i mean like i mean i mean those guys you know, running that sort of way is, is what my heroes did and that's you know and and do the, the guys that, that do that now and stuff so you know i like to to run that same way and I just hope one day you know my fitness is there and strong enough and I just stay doing it <laughs> um trail taylor says which was the which was the better experience today's pb or last year's win uh a win I always say a win is best yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> and lucy and allison says how far into the first 400 did you hit lactate <laughs> um to be fair, I, I, we did the, um, the lactate testing at the development camp, and I've got really, really good lactic threshold. Um, I'd like to do a proper test of it and see where, where it actually is. But I, I'm, I'm built like a 1,500-meter, 800-meter runner. Um, it was actually the commentator actually said, and my mum wasn't happy about it, but um, he actually said, oh, he's, he's a big guy. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a lot bigger than a lot of the other runners out there. They're a lot slimmer, and, and, and uh, you know, they're more runner sort of shape than... Than, than Matt Korean. I thought it was nice for a bit of body shaming from the commentary, but um I always find that it's such a bizarre comment, isn't it? Because <laughs> surely if you've been watching athletics for any period of time, you know that 
that runners come in various shapes and sizes yeah. and it has no no impact at all on on really um, of course there's gonna be physiological physiological yeah. benefits of certain things but you make what works for you efficient don't you so yeah and I mean, I mean, yeah i mean i think i mean i am i i, I always say that i am more 800 1500 build i just can't run quick enough over those distances to be trying to give them a, a real go um so you know i wouldn't mind going back and having a revisit of some stuff over the track season those those pbs are uh, should should be broken. They're a long time standing that I've had them, especially my 800 one. Um, I think it's the one time with me dad's that I've yet to break, actually. Um, what have you? What is your 800? 159. 159.0. <laughs> yeah, um, that was 157. Yeah, I'm sure you can knock those couple of seconds off. I think you probably did that today, didn't you? Just claim that. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my last question is, is what's next? You've not got another marathon planned in. You're not doing Brighton next weekend or anything stupid. No, no, no. I'll have a proper recovery. Um, might do the the England half marathon champs um, in May at Gatwick. Yeah, yeah. Um, might give that a go, and then yeah. Um, and I think have a go at some track. You know, I, I love track racing. Um, what I've always always really liked doing. I just think I'm. I personally think I'm better on the roads, but I suppose I've never really given track a real go when I've been in any real shape. So. Yeah, yeah, try and go for a bit of track and maybe look for one of the, the later marathons to jump into. Uh, because you, you do you do a fair amount of track in your training. I've seen on, on yeah. Strava you do, you know, you seem to do a track session most weeks. Yeah. Um, like quickly, what what have you been doing in training? Like you went out very hard today. Is that what you do in training? Do you just go out at a pace that you think you can sustain or are you measuring yeah. heart rate or what? No, I, I just go completely off feel um, and just try and bury myself, to be fair. Um, you know, put myself, if it's, if it's not hurting, I'm not running hard enough. Um, so Rory, Rory's setting your plan each each week. And yes. He's, I presume at some points they're giving you a, a marathon pace session. Yeah. Does he not put parameters on it or did he just say run to marathon pace feel? And yeah, so we, we, did, we did two weeks... Two weeks ago, we did 14 at marathon pace. Um, so I ran, I ran them at 5.05. I finished the last 5K um, in 14. Well, it said 14.30 on my watch. I'm going to count GPS inaccuracy and put it back as about 15 minutes, maybe. Um, but that's still 4.48, yeah. 4.50s, give or take. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was quite a few road crossings in that and stuff, but... Um, but that, you know, that gave me a good indication of where I was at and it was, you know, let's try and do that. I mean, my watch didn't tick over, tick over four of, uh, 504 mile pace until about mile 12. Um, and again, it was out, I knew it was out because I knew it was off the mile markers were out. Um, but I'd also lost the lead car at that point. So I, I could no longer uh, get an idea apart from looking at me watching. And I also, I think I saw on <laughs> somewhere on social that, you'd got the time for the the world 50k now that's what october again is it yeah in, Chi in chinese taipei it was meant to be is that still the place um i think it's in spain oh is it i think the last one was chinese taipei um so is that your next big race goal um i will i, I was looking at it when i looked at like the qualifying standards and then i, I saw that one and um, you know i, I i'd I'm mad enough to jump 
from and most marathon runners would go marathon and go below don't go over to a 50k race um i feel like i'm, I'm mad enough to well let's let's have a crack at another another 8k on the top of it um sort of thing but i don't know who else was in there i know dan nash has done um 50ks before and obviously ran 215 today and had a fantastic run so just missed out and he was four seconds off the the, the commonwealth standard wasn't yeah i think he? three so, seconds three um, seconds and we're hopefully talking to him later, but I think he, he also stopped for a, a toilet stop at halfway. So if, yeah. he'd, if he'd yeah. run that, that mile three seconds quicker, who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, with a 50K, you're not, you're not planning out on going, going doing a 50K and starting with a 4.45 mile, are you? Uh, I, I, was just, I was just laughing with this with my girlfriend. I said, well, if I did that, definitely no one would be coming with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past me, to be fair. Um, well, maybe I shouldn't say that because that probably would limit chances with any selectors. <laughs> well, if you look at if you look at when it was won last time, I think Iriat's um, Spanish guy who lives in Sheffield won, and I mean he's a two ten guy now, but he yeah. I think they went he went through the marathon in about two twenty ish to twenty twenty two. You know, if you went out hard, you would have a sizable lead at half at sort of ten miles, wouldn't you? Yeah. In a in a 50k so it's, it would be an interesting spectacle anyway to yeah. you know watch them hunt and, you down and that, and that was it today you know it, there was there was a point where once the, the the lead group had got me and i was i knew you know i wasn't able to hold pace with them it was a bit of a let's just try and recover a little bit and rally and and still be able to finish and still be able to run hopefully a pb and things like that which i think is how i managed to you know get through and, and still do that did you manage to hold on to a certain group then when they came past you? Um, there was there was a bit I did. Um, it was Will, O'Brien, um, O'Brien, that group. Um, I think we were about twenty-two miles. I sort of latched onto them, and then there was a water station, and I wasn't taking any elite water. I was just grabbing the water from the course. Right. Um, and but at that one, no one was handing it out. It was just on the tables, but it was so packed on the tables, it was absolute nightmare to get hold of. Um, and I, I managed it, but I must have taken about fifty bottles off the off the thing with me, uh, like in the, the the guy in the Olympics. Um, yeah. I saw that early on too. You struggled. Yeah. One of the early water stations to get a bottle. Yeah, well, they had gloves on as well for the first five or six miles, and I was luckily they were handing them out, but I just couldn't get a grip properly on the on the bottles, and I just kept dropping them, and then finally would get one just before. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, I mean. As I say, it definitely made it an interesting opening hour for us when we were commentating. So, um, yeah, I definitely applaud you for that. So, hopefully, we we see you at a, another marathon this autumn or the fifty k, and and yeah, hopefully one day it, it sticks, and you never know, yeah, you know, what sort of time you might run. But for now, have a few more beers, enjoy the PB, and um, I'm sure you'll go again soon. Yeah. Cheers, Aaron. Cool. Cheers, mate. Seamless, boys. Right. Um, I think the, the thing about Matt's chat is, for me, he, he wanted to just, he wanted to run his own race. And sometimes if that's the way somebody enjoys running, then they're, you know, so be it. If they're happy with it, then, then fine. There's possibly a more sensible way for him to attack it and get a quicker time. But if he's happy, then I'm happy. You happy, Josh? Yeah. Are you happy if so many people beating your PB? 
no. <laughs> um, that was one thing that I was like, oh, I really wish I was racing. Other than Manchester, there was obviously Paris Marathon on today. Uh, have you boys got any, do you know of any other results? Have you got this other race? I've got this 100k result for you. Okay. You, you read that 100k, then I'll just talk about Paris quickly. Yeah, so the 100k, so the, in the men's, Chris Richardson for, ran for Scotland, ran seven hours 49. Second, also for Scotland, Jason Kelly, 705.15. Third, Kyle, oh, I'm going to butcher his name. I think this is the same name as a footballer. Is it Greg? G-R-E-I-G. Oh, well, yeah, Will Greg. I don't know. Also, Have you butchered that name? It's literally the easiest name to pronounce. Okay, well, I got it right. He was third. So Scotland, one, two, three. What's his name? Kyle Gregg. Kyle Gregg's on fire. I've heard that song, actually. Yeah. Um, 7.07.07. Good, good, good finishing time. Uh, then in the women's... Hold on. Weston. Oh, Weston. Weston, 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 Weston. Do you know roughly what time you ran? No. You do a control F on that. Yeah. Um, Did he finish? I don't know. <laughs> the results would suggest he hasn't. Oh, Dan. Maybe he needs some Western's wise words in him. <laughs> we'll give him some Western's words next week, eh? Right. Okay, go to the women. women. Yeah. Um, Catriona Jennings. Again, I think I've got that name right. For, uh, for Ireland, man, 743.01. Second for Scotland was Joanna Murphy in 750.58. And third was Samantha Amend. Uh, she doesn't have a club there. It was eight hours, 3.46. Wow, that's a lot of running, isn't it? All right, let's go to Paris. Um, Judith Courier Jepton produced the first women's sub-220 marathon on, on French soil. Um, yeah, she... She won in a lifetime best of 2.19.48, Kenyon. Um, I think behind her was Fantu Jimmer and Besu Sado, Sado of Ethiopia in 2.22 and 2.23. On, on the men's side, um, Deso Gelmisa. I don't know. I've not heard of him. Have you heard of Gelmisa before? No. From Ethiopia. No. 205.07 and Seifu Tura, also Ethiopia, 205.10. And then Morad Amdouni of France, close to getting the win on home soil, 205.22. Which... He's your um, Olympic bottle boy, isn't he? Yes. yes. Hey, I did, um, I did uh, Jake Robinson and uh, Julian uh, Van der I'm just going to, I just want to look at, so, I mean, Morad Amdouni went with the, the leaders at, the national that's a massive PB, yeah, because it's 206.36. So it's a, a national record for France, is that? Yeah, it is by a minute. Um, yeah, I, I was trying to look at the results earlier, and um, I've not uh, Julian Vanders 211.52. I didn't Ooh, see Robinson. So good. Did you? I you saw asked? him in the race, so so Vanders basically blew up at just after 25k so his 25k split was good his 30k split was 16 26 for that 5k 
then a 16 minute, then a 16, 19, and then a 750. Do you find this with racers these days? And it must be a super shoe effect. When people blow, they still can kind of hold it, keep ticking on a bit better. Like five years ago, when people blew, there was some detonations, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, anyway, it certainly wasn't what Julian was looking for because he went through halfway in 64.01. So, um, and Jake Robertson, was it Jake or Zane? Jake. Do a quick. Whilst you do that, I'm Julian Vonder's Strava. He went for a shakeout this morning at 3.54. What's the point of going for a shakeout? You're running a marathon, pal. Warmed up after as well. There was a couple of Brits in Paris I spotted. Um, On the men's side, there was James Hode in 2.24. I also saw Scottish guy, black and white vest. Um, name escapes me all of a sudden which is useful at this stage um, he ran in Frankfurt with me Josh do you know what I'm speaking about no I don't anyway if it comes back to me um, there was some half marathon there was there a half marathon in Paris too yes there was yeah Sam Harrison and Clara Evans um, is there any results anywhere so I know Sam ran 68 minutes. I don't know exactly. And I know Clara ran about 70-10. But again, I've not seen the actual results. Are they both PBs? Clara's definitely will be. I think Sam's probably will be as well. This is just what I've seen on um, Instagram stories. So. And the person I was thinking about was Craig Ruddy, but now I can't see him in results. Um, so who knows? Anyway, I've not had time to look at any other results? I don't think there was anything else major today. They were the, the main ones. So, um, definitely a PB for Sam as well. Yeah, it was big. That would be a big PB for Sam. So, that's about about it, boys. Anything big planned for the week ahead, Josh? Anything big this week? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, just training. Really. There you go. Not. Pretty- Pretty boring for me at the minute. Not any more month end yet. It is month end, Aaron. How do you know? It's always month end, that's why. Yeah, it definitely feels that way. Yeah, I'll probably be busy a bit this week with work, but yeah. Matthew, new job. Are you new job? Possibilities. Yeah, close to home, small territory. So yeah, out and about this week. And taking oh, that new week. golf, taking that new golf for a spin. Is it golf? It is a golf, yeah. So I treat myself to a uh, super-top diesel GT, uh, considering diesel is nearly two quid. Um, two quid a gallon now. Uh, gallon. Liter. Liter. <laughs> I wish it was a gallon. Um, yeah, that's me this week. Nothing really else apart from, yeah, again, trying to get a bit fitter. Might try and plan a race. Let's do um, that. In about three weeks. Let's get these races planned in. We need to start racing again, boys. Um, that's my that, when's that 5k Josh it's Witchish, isn't it yeah it's the, um, it's the that's first, start of May first weekend of May is that Cardiff yes it's about yeah that's my house isn't that where the mass the mass mass what kind of said the word massage is based yeah my, yeah my, yeah massage yeah it's literally on the the start line is on the crossroads of the shop lovely there you go yeah 
But yeah, my week is hopefully everybody in my life has now had COVID. Um, so hopefully that's a thing of the past and I'm going to get some structure in place. If I don't have structure in place next week, I'm not coming on the show. That's my deal with myself. Um, I'd, I'd pre-plan just me and you. I'm, I'm sorting my life out. I've had enough of drifting. That's what's happened, I think. Drifting, getting old. This time next week, I'm going to be 24 hours away from being 35. So hopefully you've got a big birthday surprise for me next week. Yeah, I've got him. I'm making your cake. I was watching, um, I was looking at the picture Josh shared on Instagram earlier. What I do need is a haircut and some anti-wrinkle cream. So, oh, I'd love some of that. If you've got if some. If you're listening, that's what I want for my birthday. Um, any listeners want to give me some birthday presents? Uh, the address is, I won't say my address on live on air. It's probably a bad idea. Um, anyway, boys, that's a wrap. I've spoke to you enough today. Go enjoy your evenings and we'll do the same thing next week. Cheers, boys. Have a good one.